To be the best, you need to play with the best. You might not have your own personal high-level circle of women yet, but you can hang with us on The Female Millionaire Show. I'm Midori Verity, serial entrepreneur for over 25 years, and I interview badass female founders and cut through to what you really need to know. So in 20 minutes, you have what can take years to learn. If you're wanting to play bigger, come play with us. Join the female entrepreneur revolution today. Cheers. I have been having this chat with Robin Rodriguez. She is super grounded, has a really cool journey. Robin, we are going to be talking about that because we need to dig into this. And before we go there, I want to talk a little bit about where I am. If you're watching the video right now, it looks like I'm in a hotel room because I am. I'm in Austin, Texas. I'm at a women's conference called NABO, National Association of Women's Business Owners. And we're all about, what I love about this is I'm surrounded by these kick-ass women that are self-made. Majority of them are self-made. And to hear the journeys... I've heard women such as Robin, we're going to hear, again, we're going to hear her story a little bit more, but like these women who came from nothing and they figured it out, right? Or they were in a career for a long time because they felt like that's where they should be and somehow they got out. So we're going to be hearing about Robin, about your story, but also I was just in a session here at this conference about HR and any of you who are thinking about hiring an employee, if you haven't yet, you don't have to be freaked out. I've owned several companies. I have a lot of employees. And that's one of the biggest things that I hear from women is that they're scared to hire an employee. And to me, if you want to grow your business, you need people around you. You need a team. You need the right people, but you need to do it smart. And that's why I love that we're talking with an expert. So join me in welcoming Robin Rodriguez to the show. She is the founder and CEO of Her HR Help Desk, which is all about specializing in women-owned businesses. Thanks for being here, Robin. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah our so- slogan is HR for women by women. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah. So talk to us before we get into kind of the nitty gritty of HR and what we need to know as business owners, tell us about your journey because you weren't born into this. So, you know, tell us where you came from and how you got here. Yeah. I mean, I think I was born into bossing people around. That's just like naturally something I I joke around and I say, I've been bossing people around since 79. So that's been really easy uh, to do, but Um, You know, I was um, born and raised outside of LA in an area that was heavily Hispanic populated. I identify as Latina. Um, I don't really, the Hispanic kind of thing doesn't stick with me. I feel Latina. And that just to me represents the culture more. But in that, in growing up, I grew up in a chaotic environment, you know, an area that wasn't super affluent. And um, I just kind of was born, I feel like a feeling a little bit different. And when I say that it's driven, I was okay with being a contrarian. I was okay with using my voice and um, speaking up for what I thought was right. And that really is not the way things are done in that neighborhood. (laughs) You know, it's like a collective society. So I always was that independent woman. And so, um, you know, I, achieved a lot. I did not go to um, college, right? I left high school 
And um, I went to Catholic school for 10 years and then I went to public school for two years. And those last two years, I was just lost. What is happening? You know, I went from being in these small classes with 10 or 15 people to like this school with thousands of kids and, and just felt lost and really working was my way to get out of things. So, um, you know, I did a couple odd jobs and then I started working at ADP, which is a payroll processing company. Um, when I was 19, um, and really just moved up the ranks quickly in payroll. And then once I got past payroll, I'm like, where am I going to go? I'm 27 years old. I'm a VP at a bank and I'm like doing payroll. Like, are there, I hit a glass ceiling really. And then decided or understood that I was great at solving these complex issues and really went over to HR transformation and change management, which was so underrated, but in this post-COVID world is so important. So for me, I think like I per, that's my, you know, professional career in a nutshell. And um, I just started doing HR transformation and really large projects and companies with 20,000 employees. But along with that, COVID hits, I'm taking care of 15,000 employees, but I'm not taking care of myself. So I really just decided I turned 40. I decided to bet on myself and I, I sold my home in LA and moved to Austin so that I could start the business. And here we are. So two years in. I love that. Okay. So wait, I want to back up for a second because you were telling me before we hit record, you didn't just start a business. And I think this was an important, this is an important fact because yes, we can grow a business, but as women who do not happen to have another person to rely on financially. So whether that's parents or whether that's a spouse, it sounds like you've done it on your own. And so you mm -hmm. had some other revenue streams that helped you get to where you are. And what I love about that part of it is that we need to be freaking smart and we need to be thinking about our money and multiple ways to grow our financial wealth. Right. And so that's talk right. To us a, talk to us a little bit more about that part of it. Yeah. And we were also talking about like our childhood and how that drives how we show up in business. And so for me, um, my dad is Cuban, my mom is Mexican, but they're very much about the American dream. So I actually bought my first condo when I was 22 years old under this extreme pressure from my father to do so and live that American dream. And sometimes I have resentment because I should be 22 and traveling or doing things like that. And I wasn't doing that. Um, but I, I did real estate on the side and I was, I just made the right bets. I made, I, I made a bad bet too. I mean, you don't always win in real estate, but I had bought a home, sold a home and kind of did a little bit of an upgrade every time. And I bought a home in, in Los Angeles in this area that was like, again, super Latino, but there was one bar where I would say like all the white people go here. And I knew that this area was just going to, you know, uh, change and really get gentrified. And that's what happened. So I made such a big profit in that house, but I had to leave my comfort zone, which was that house. I had that house through my entire 30s. And on my 40th birthday, I came to Austin and I saw real estate was still cheap at that time here in Austin. And I was like, I think this is my city and I'm going to buy a house and move and I'm going to bet on myself. And I took that profit and I downsized. I got a smaller condo here. 
I traded in the BMW and I purchased a Jeep and I made some adjustments so that I can quit corporate America and start my business. Um, but I use, I am using that money. I'm self-funded, right? We all know that women, it is not easy for women to get money and getting, maybe having a credit card to infuse your business. That's something that I do. And I try to pay it off or keep the balance low. Like it's a, it's a mindset shift, right? Again, coming from this Latino household where you save every, all your money and everybody's an employee and we don't bet on ourselves, right? And then on the flip side, there's other Latino families where everybody's entrepreneurs, but my family is a saving family. So, you know, that money story, I've really had to work through to have my business, but, you know, it's kind of taking a bet on yourself and it's difficult to do that at times. Was there ever a time where you're like, what the hell am I doing? You know, I, I need to go get a job, have that regular paycheck that I'm ready, you know, that I, I can count on. How did you break through that? Because we do get into cycles, especially if you were raised with a family that's like, no, you put your money, you go buy some real estate, right? And have that regular job. And those are really tough, tough cycles to get out of. So what would you say? What did you say to yourself to help you navigate through that? I mean, I think it goes back to how we opened. It's just like, you have to be willing to bet on yourself. And it's so hard. We feel selfish or we feel guilt. But I was, you know, filling everybody else's cup up, taking care of everybody else. And I just was working my ass off at home in life. And I was just like, look, I'm going to do this. And I'll tell you that even still today, two years in, I'm like, should I be looking for a job? You know, summer was like really slow. I'm also learning how to navigate these different, you know, in Texas, businesses operate a little bit different than in LA. Things move a little slower. So summer was really slow. And I had that moment. You know, and then I have this, I wake up the next day and I'm like, you've got to bet on yourself, you know, and like, so you really have to learn how to be introspective. Like some, you have to learn how to talk yourself off the ledge. You know, there's still pity parties at different critical points in the business because you have to make, continue to grow and change. And what's so interesting is like, that was my job helping organizations grow and change. But the execution piece is always the hardest piece, right? Getting it past the finish line, doing it. So we could say we want all these things, but you just have to get it done. And it's not easy and it's not painless. Yeah. It's kind of deciding this is what I'm doing. There's yep. no other, you know, I'm not going back to corporate and really making that hard decision, but being clear, where am I going? What do I want my company to look like? What are the, what are the, action steps? What are the things that I need to be concentrating on that are scary, but that I know I need to get done and then go do it consistently and just know that there's no other option. So I want to shift a little bit. So I want to get into your, you know, what you do, your HR business. And you heard me in the beginning, the top of the show, where I was saying one of the things that I hear so, so often from women, especially, well, entrepreneurs in general, but especially women, they are so freaked out about hiring the first person. So mm -hmm. what do we need to know about this? How can we protect ourselves, protect our companies, protect our homes? Talk to us a little bit about this. Yeah, I think that's huge. And I think that one thing I really want to encourage people to do is a lot of times we're trying to, uh, there are free resources, but you have to educate yourself a little bit on everything, right? 
So that first piece, I think, is educating yourself on how you're going to set up your legal entity for your business, right? And we would think that's not HR, but it, but it will be eventually. So I think, you know, consulting with a lawyer, that was something that I did early on, and I invest in the business. Um, and I think knowing when you're ready and at that point. So right now in today's world, HR expands beyond just employees as we know them, because we have Upwork and we have contractors and we have specialists and we can outsource. So, you know, even two years into the business, I need so many things at so, so um, such different point growth points that I even use a lot of contractors and still outsource and don't have a full-time employee yet because I, like I said, I need different things sprinkled in. I need some social media. I need some branding. I need some marketing and somebody else can do that quicker. Um, so I think that for me, it's, you have to think about HR as the team of people around you, irrespective of whether they're interns, they're contractors, they're consultants, they're employees, and how they're going to help you build your business quickly. Right. Yeah. And I love that we have access to these more affordable ways, you know, working with people, hiring experts to help us with our business, um, who can turn things around really quickly. It was not that way when I started my first business over 25 years ago at all. It was a pain in the butt. Yeah. So that's a huge change for, for us owners. But so let's say, you know, we, we've gotten to a point where our business is growing and it's time for us to hand off a big part of our business. Maybe it's admin. Maybe we've gotten to a point where it's time to hire a COO so that we can really accelerate. Or maybe we got our first, um, we got an investment. Salesperson. Right. Yeah. Or a salesperson, any of these yeah. things. So mm -hmm. what are the things, what are kind of the steps that we need to be aware of? And, and, you know, talk, talk us through that part of it. Yeah. And that's a great point. There are some businesses and a lot of women own retail spaces or boutique fitness shops, fitness places, and you need employees, right? Those can't really be contractors because the difference between a contractor and an employee is how much really control you have over what that person is doing every day. And so when it comes a time for you to have employees, things that you need to think about is like we were talking about protecting your company and making sure you have an employee handbook, making sure you're understanding what some of the state laws are and what you're required to provide by state and the states that you operate in. You know, I think that's really important because then what I find sometimes is women kind of make these decisions and then come back to me. So let's say I have somebody who is in New York and then they're like, oh, well, I interviewed this person. I really like them and they're in Connecticut. And I'm like, you've just made a pile of work for us. Like, you know, if you, can you find somebody you love in New York? Cause we're already operating in New York. We do that. We don't have to worry about Connecticut laws. So I think it's really getting, talking to somebody up front Again, and like I'm saying, just doing that little bit of educating yourself and then asking an expert. I think like multiple people give HR advice all the time. You can always have a 30-minute consultation with different people, see who you gel with and go from there. But I think you do need to understand the basics of what it, hiring an employee entails. And if you are at that growth point, just making that investment upfront to protect you and your company. Totally agree. You mentioned just briefly, I know we're, we're tight on time, but you met, you briefly mentioned having someone out of state. And from what 
I've, I understand is when you hire someone out of state, that's a whole different ball game. There's different taxes. There's different, uh, everyone wants their money. Right. And then insurance is different. There's, there's a whole different thing that can be really, really expensive. So even though you may love that person, you need to be aware of what you're getting into. So definitely we could go on and on because I, I do feel that HR is so important for your business and I don't want women to feel afraid to hire. So where can they go to find out more information from you and maybe set up a call with you so that they can get those answers to their questions? Yeah, definitely. We do a 45 minute discovery call. We'll talk to anybody and everybody. <laughs> and that really is part of, you know, my business being mission led that You know, I want to provide a service to women, like give them access to the tools that I learned in corporate over 20 years, but then not make it approachable and affordable. So it's not scary because it's very scary to think like, is this HR going to cost me, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a year? And, and no, it's not. So I also think that is really important, making sure you find the right resources and that they're affordable and accessible to women. Um, So if you want a 45 minute discovery call, feel free to fill out a questionnaire and let's get on the phone and chat. You can hit our website at herhrhelpdesk.co, not .com, or you can find me on LinkedIn, Robin Rodriguez. And, you know, I have a lot of great content even on our LinkedIn page we post a lot of informative content of things even women can't women owned or any business can do for free just to really make your employees want to work with you. Right. Because when you hire an employee, you may think it's scary. It's it should be uneventful. But really, the most important thing is once you hire them, it's keeping them because replacing people and knowledge is very expensive. That's where it gets expensive. So we're always putting great tips and tricks about how to retain employees or how to drive culture without spending thousands and thousands of dollars, which I think is really important. Totally agree. So if you had one tip to give to our listeners about growing a million dollar company, what is that one tip? Hire hard and hire and lose fast. Like if somebody isn't gelling with the team, you've got to get them off that team. Like I, I feel like most women are so scared to terminate We get maternal and we always want to take care of these employees, but they're not really helping us and moving our business ahead. And we don't need another, you know, we don't need to be maternal. We need to grow our business. So I think staying on that path and when you have a great team member, treat them well and they'll do an awesome job for you, but you got to delegate and you've got to let go. So I think there's maybe three tips in that one tip. But you know, that's what I see. It's all, it's all, all the, the same time with women. Yeah. It's all in the same bubble, right? It, it is. Yeah. That was awesome. Thank you so much. And for all of you who are listening, go reach out to her 45 minutes. Are you kidding? That's great. Go reach out to her and don't be afraid to make that higher, but do it smart. She obviously knows her stuff because of some of the things that she said, as far as hire, hire, slow, fire, fast create a culture, invest in your employees and your staff, go reach out to her. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me.